I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello once again and welcome back to another episode of Father and Sundays, the unexplainable guide to absolutely nothing. This week is episode 119, that's 119. 119. Yes, and we are talking about fantasy. Good, good, good. So stick around if you want to know more. Hello there, Dad. Hello there, Connor. Are you alright? <laughs> yeah, all good. Good, good, good. Good. Uh, yeah, thanks. My name's Connor. I'm your son, your dad, your David, you're my dad. I yeah. am. Is that yep. is that all we're going to say this Got time? Got that out of the way. Yeah? Yep. You don't want to elaborate on that at all, no? Well, we could elaborate, but that seems like it's not safe to share on a family-friendly podcast about how I'm your son. Okay. Um. Right. Okay, so how you been? Anyway, we do... Yep. I mean, I haven't seen you for two weeks. No, no. I've been not, waiting here to be called. In and, my bedroom. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed me in the corner. Sit, sitting in my chair yeah. in my bedroom, you've not seen me. No. No? No. So we haven't recorded for two weeks, have we? No. And why is that? Uh, for, well, well, let's get it out of the way now. Yeah. So this episode is called Fantasy. Yeah. And part of, the, part of this podcast is we have written our own fantasy stories. Oh, we're going to talk about it early on, yeah? Yeah, we're going to talk about it early on because that feeds into why we haven't done a podcast for two weeks. Yes, yes. So we've written our own fantasy stories. However, uh, as of two weeks ago... Yeah, we came to the thing, and I had so much going on. I went, I haven't had a chance to write these stories, and we yeah. said, "Why don't we hold off for a week?" Okay, let's hold off for a week. Following week came, oh, still so much going on, and actually even more this week. And I still haven't written these fantasy stories. All right, we'll hold off a week again, and we'll do it next week. Yep. Yeah. And here we are yeah. this week. Yeah, talking about do you know fantasy. Have I written them? Uh, written I, it? I'm kind nervous to ask. Have you written any? Uh, fantasy stories, Connor. Yes, I wrote two this morning. You wrote two yep. this morning? Yep. Right, well, I've got one. Yeah, yours is feature length, though. It's not quite feature length. It's just I was trying to get from the start to the finish of the story. We'll, we'll elaborate a bit more about it as we go on. Um, have you written any, f- uh, like, a what were you gonna music, say like... Ah, uh, music, background uh, music for Movie it. music for your... No, have you have you written mu- yes. music? Yes. Is yours going to run throughout the... the Reading of the story? No, it's just the titles. Are you going to run one through your entire story? I haven't written one. I just said this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've, I'm glad we got all that sorted out. Um, so, what's been going on with you then? You've been busy, you've been working. Anything exciting happen? No. No? Well, no. Well, 
No. Now, well, there has been stuff happen. Yeah. I can't remember two weeks ago. No. Has anything happened two weeks ago that was of interest? I ran a half marathon. Oh, yeah, you did. If we talk about me. Yeah. Um, I ran it. Oh, God, it was hard. Um, Made harder by the fact that people were... Uh, one particular bloke towards the end because you, you do these races and lots of people turn out spectators and that and um, people have like uh, jelly babies or things like that in a little tray or they might real have babies. Bit, real babies for you to um, kiss as you run past like people do um, and they might even have drinks or things like that but Alcoholic. people tend to and, and like slices of orange and all the rest of it I ran... Between five people. Eh? What? Carry on. What are you talking about? Carry on. But I ran this, and towards the end of this, there was a man, a young fella, on the side of the uh, race course, with loads of people all around, who'd bought a load of magnums. Uh, when I say magnums, I mean... The like ice cream. ice cream magnums. For any American listeners, yes, stop the gun. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. In this country. So he had bought a load of them and he was offering them to people as they ran past. And a couple of people got quite abusive towards him. <laughs> I think it was because they really fancied one, but they felt that they shouldn't do that. And not since that woman, when I ran the Brighton Marathon, who offered me on something like 23, 24 miles, offered me a whole orange, which I had no idea what I'd have to do because I'd have to peel it while I'm running along. I mean, it kind of defeats the point of just grabbing something as you're doing it. But yes, was offering ice creams to people. Now, it's I'm nice. sure it's kind. in that man's head, he thought, oh, this would be nice. They'd appreciate that. Didn't really go down too well. <laughs> but finished that race. Was a little bit like... Uh, you always got one person that, that sprints through the end like they've done nothing for the entire race like they've they've cruised around and they've got all the energy in the world for the rest of us it's like some sort of zombie apocalypse because like you're kind of staggering to the line dragging one of your legs behind you or something like that but I finished it and that's all that counts isn't it yeah yeah and the other thing I've been doing oh right okay because you're you're obviously interested in Mm -hmm. what, what I've been doing I've been Listening to and watching a lot of stuff about the paranormal. You have, yeah, and you've been trying to encourage Becky to listen to it as well, which seems like a bad idea. Oh, well, I'm not no, that no, Mike, did you? Yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I, I haven't. I, she happened to be sitting in the room when I started watching one of these things, but I've been listening to these these um, uh, podcasts. Oh, uh, what's that? Podcasts. Well, I've had a lot of time on my hands waiting podcast? for you to write two stories. So, what's a podcast? It's a bit like this. It took you it? long to write one story. So, well, no, I pretty much finished it. When did ago. you finish it, though? Um, well, I've. When did you last write something for it? Oh, a few days ago. Well, there you go. You weren't ready. Yeah, but I kept going backwards and forwards to it. Anyway, but I've been watching loads and loads of paranormal stuff. I must admit. Not a good idea when you're driving to work in the dark through the countryside, which I do to work, um, to be listening to this sort of thing. Which reminds me, we've still got to watch Ghosts. Oh, we still have got to watch Ghosts, haven't we? Yeah. And Loki. Um, but it's 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 good. And the, the new one that is, is uncanny that I've been watching. And he's, he's a really nice, this Danny Robbins, really good presenter and everything. Has got a rather strange way of introducing people. So he'll have someone come on to it and he'll describe them, right? But sort of, 
it's becoming it, when it started it was sort of so say I was doing it for you oh, right? I felt like this is where this was going no it's uh, I'm talking to Connor he's looking at a piece of paper now he's written it down he's, he's in his mid twenties <laughs> and has thick blonde hair and a full beard including a moustache he looks intelligent and assured right so he would he would paint a picture of because it was yeah. a podcast of what this person you weren't very happy that I called out you reading no exactly paper, yeah you, you there just showed me two fingers I did <laughs> well there's two things by the time he finished it it was like the last one I listened to it was like I'm talking to Connor he's at an interesting age his hair is like a haystack on a summer's day and his beard and moustache is like strategically placed shredded wheat and shreddies he has a look that says smoky bacon but a demeanour that is more like hot Doritos. Right, do you want me it's to just do... got more and more bizarre as it's gone on. Do you want me to do one for you? Go on then. Okay. This is David. You may look at him and think, wow, absence of eyebrows. He's got a forehead like a wash rack. <laughs> His beard can be compared to Velcro. His nose looks like a triangle of cheese. Wow, M- nearly everything you said there was an insult. And yet, you know, I said you were of an interesting age and had a hair like a haystack. I mean, blimey. Okay. Anyway, I, I would encourage people to listen to it. It's really, really good. Really, really entertaining. But perhaps pick the times that you do it. By the way, has Becky shown you any of the stuff that I've been sending her? No. Because I've been videoing... Um, because the... The doll's house in in the uh, downstairs is haunted, and by I, what? What is it haunted by? By a, a tiny sort, little ghost, some, some sort of poltergeist. Stuart I, Little. I've been I've been video. I set up a video after I came down one day and all the furniture was piled up in it. I've I, was, I left a video running, and you know there's children that play with that. Yeah, I've caught two instances of the paranormal on it, and I've been sending them through to Becky. It's it's incredible. You want to talk right. to her about it anyway. Well, back to the subject matter. No, I haven't said what I have been doing. I've got a new game, but there's not much time to talk about it. Well, so you can we'll talk about it. I asked you a couple of times what you've been doing. Well, and you I was trying to do things in order. Right. things in order. What have you been doing, Connor? Playing a game. Yeah, is it good? Yep. What is it? Spider-Man 2. Yep. Electric Boogaloo. Nope. <laughs> but it is good. Yes. Yes. Anything else you want to talk about? City Skylines 2 comes out this week. I'll be playing that as well. I've got the week off. I'll be playing video games. Really? Yep. Not preparing for next week's podcast? Nope. No? Right, that'd be interesting then, won't it? It's the same what we do every week. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. Right. The okay. only reason we weren't ready a couple of weeks ago is because I had to prepare something. That that is true. Yeah, it, that always becomes a stumbling block, doesn't yeah. it? Well, we ten minutes work, in. I'll give you. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it's a different sort of one. This particular one, it, it's going to run in a different way. We haven't got a quiz at the end of it. And it's have we so, not? No, I haven't done a quiz at the end of it. <sighs> I might have to ask you some questions then about well, my might, story. Well, you might have. To ask questions about my story as we go through. It might be a way of you doing it. You might have to ask questions about my story as we go through. Uh, yeah, uh, and you might have to ask questions about my story. And you might have to ask <laughs> questions about my story. <laughs> oh, God, this is terrible. Right. Fancy. Now, the definition is the faculty or activity of imagining impossible or improbable things. But, you know, when we think of it in the context of, I guess, for us... Fantasy films, fantasy books. Um, you know. We're both males, but not to be confused with the male fantasy. Sorry? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what? That sort of fantasy. Yeah, not that. No, kind. no. I'm talking about more wholesome. We're talking about almost family the, friendly. The genre. The genre of, of fantasy, fantasy films. So, a fantasy film definition: any type of fiction that does not aim at naturalism or realism, but which creates and explores impossible alternative. Or magical word worlds. Words. Oh, I nearly got through that. Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, we've we've spoken about this before, and we spoke about the fact that strictly speaking, stuff like sci-fi falls into Santa Santa Fe. Yeah. Santa Fe. That's uh, the genre. Christmas when you when yeah. you watch one at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Well, nice. no, it does well because done. the genre. Well done, Dad. Yeah, I was going to say about um, I've got a dog that does magic. Yeah, a dog that. Abracadabra. I can't say it. No, you can't. Um, right. Anyway, uh, but we spoke about, and we've done a whole podcast on sci-fi before as well, haven't we? We have done one on sci-fi, and it, and and I guess when I started thinking, the the immediate thing I think of when I think of fantasy films is kind of your Lord of the Rings, right? Because it's, it, I always, uh, I kind of, if someone said to me. Oh, I like fantasy films. I think of sort of almost medieval, but with dragons mm. and and other mythical beasts. And Which you like hear something that um, Smaug, it's not yes. a dragon. Um, the one from um, Pete's Dragon. I don't know about Pete's Dragon. I'm pretty sure the one from the ones from Game of Thrones. They're not dragons. They're not dragons. I, I think they were all, dragons. I think the one from Shrek the... is not a dragon. I think they're all wyverns. Right, because she's the uh, mother of dragons. Yeah, but they're—I think they're wyverns that they've got. What's in the, I think we've been through this. What's the difference between a wyvern? This is not a joke. This is like a setup for a joke, isn't it? Uh, what's the difference between a dragon and a wyvern? Well, I'm pretty sure. Like, so one of them has wings attached to their arms, and the other one just has wings on its back. Ah. Well, <laughs> might well, be some interesting com- yeah, information coming through on that. We'll just have to see, it won't we? Well, computer's made a notification noise. Yeah. But, no, that's what I think of. But then you, you think of something like another sort of... Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. But then you think of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a fantasy film. It's it's about... It's, it's taking things that we recognise, so just people... people. Yeah. yeah, I recognise people. people. Yeah, uh, and you're David. <laughs> yeah, but it's taking it even to the fact that it, that in Harry Potter there's the Muggles and there's the that's, magic folk. That's very rude, <laughs> right? To call them Muggles. No, but like the, what I'm saying is, it takes a world that we can look at and recognise, but it in amongst that is all these well, fantastical things. I think yeah, that's true. Um, when we when most people think of fantasy, they tend to think of medieval fantasy, yeah, which no, is where exactly where the likes saying. of um, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones come in, yeah. because they are leaning towards your medieval fantasy, though not necessarily set in that time. The the instruments they use, such as swords and guitars and stuff like that, are all from a medieval era. Guitars? Yeah, I said instruments. So oh, right. <laughs> right, okay. I did wonder, because that seemed to you... I thought you were just seeing if I was paying attention, but I wasn't. No, I was. Well, you um, was, because you picked up on it. I did pick up on it. Um, so, like, even something like Avatar. Avatar is a fantasy film. Yeah. It's very much sci-fi, but it, then you've got creatures in that that... You know, may or may not exist, depending on how, what you think. I mean, there's many people that think some of these uh, 
when when you think of something like Game of Thrones, you talk about dragons. There's many people who think dragons existed at one point. There's still people who think that dragons exist now. Yeah. So and 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 like Lord of the Rings, there's quite a lot of people that think dwarves exist. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Do you know about the amount the amount of people that genuinely believe that dwarves are mythical creatures is unreal. Well, I guess I guess from that context, a, from yeah. the context of like Lord of the Rings and the likes of that, they do have dwarves as a um, as a almost a race. Yeah, a race of people, of, people of, of, of miners and, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, now, in reality, uh, people with dwarfism are people with dwarfism in in, yeah. the, in, yeah. in the real world. Yes, but these dwarves were almost a subspecies it, of human. But it's, a, it's a, I mean, it, it's a different, two almost different things. But then they you, actually spell it differently as well. Uh, uh, with a V rather than an F. Yeah, maybe. Uh, elves is uh, different depending on what sort of elf, elf you're talking about. Yeah. So no, but I love these films. I I really do. I love Tolkien. Um, I I mean when if when I read. Lord of the Rings. I read The Hobbit first, and then I read Lord of the Rings. I've read bits of The Hobbit. Yeah, I read you bits of The Hobbit as well. I thought it'd be a really nice thing for like a son, father son sort of um, moment where I'd sit in your bedroom and before you went to sleep, talk to you about all these incredible, this incredible journey and these like trolls and the goblins and the a lot of walking though, isn't there? There's a lot of walking. You didn't need to do any of that. I was actually going to explain that because he. He created, Tolkien created, not just a world in Middle-earth, but, and all these different races of people, but the language you use as well. And it, it comes down to, with these ones, a lot of fantasy films, books, whatever, is based on sort of legend and, and based on uh, myths. So Myth I think... Yeah, myth or real. So um, Tolkien, obviously, he, he developed an elvish language, but he also based a lot of it on Scandinavian well, a sort lot of, of uh, myths you, and legends. You said about, yeah, a lot. he created a lot of different uh, races, but he didn't because a lot of the stuff he came up with for The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings were already written. That Like they were already, like you said, they were derived from... Legends. Yeah, so, so he invented certain creatures, but there was there was quite a lot of creatures that already existed in folk tales, like and goblins, and uh, yeah, 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 and and maybe the actual elves, maybe not hobbits. What he cre- the 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 version he created was a different sort of creature. Yeah. I think hobbits. Yeah, I think hobbits was a invention of his halflings, but halflings are, are probably the the term halfling had probably featured in other stuff as well. Yeah. But it's difficult. But you're talking about and uh, and the Harry Potter series. You're talking about a story, but then the amount of information beyond that. So the characters in the Tolkien stories uh, all have a backstory as well. And there's other books that sort of complement the yeah. main books that people read. Can you do an impression of Gollum? Not as good as you. No. Oh. Do you want to do, give it a go? I think we've been here before with this, and I think you should do your Gollum impression. I think impression. you should do yours first. Perhaps you should do... How long have we been going now? About almost 18 to eighteen to 20 minutes. Perhaps you should end this p- portion of this podcast 
by being Gollum. Yeah, this seems very uh, fluid, doesn't it? It does, doesn't yeah. it? Um, it? We'll see you soon, Hobbitses. I'll see you after this next bit. <laughs> Preciousness. Brilliant. Oh, excuse me, love. How can I help you, madam? I'd like to buy some jam. Jam, you say? Is that all for today? Yes, unless you've got some ham. Ham? Dear Lord, how dare you, ma'am? Who do you think I am? I thought you were a shopkeeper. But all you said is jam. Too f- right, I do. Just jam. We sell jam. If you want anything else, you can f- off the budgets. Well, it was nice of uh, Gollum to join us. That was uncanny, wasn't it, to to uh, see us through to the end of the last section and into the next one. And really... What's the hobbits got in his pockets? Oh, no, we're going to okay. have it, That's it punctuate for the rest of it, have we? Actually, when we come to the stories, I would like to apologise about the accents that I might use because ah. I'll probably forget halfway through yeah, who's I've who and done, everything else. Yeah, I've got mine as well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so The Hobbit, the book The Hobbit, 1937, that wow. was published. So, you know, I mean, there's a, there was a lot of talk about because a, a lot of these things are good and evil. In most of the most of these stories, it is good and evil, or a variation, but someone then from in between. Anakin's point of view, the Jedi are evil. Exactly. I yeah. mean, I know you like to say that in pretty much every <laughs> podcast we do, but you got to think around. We're we're talking That's now fancy. around the time, and he did he did uh, he did serve in the war as well, Tolkien. That you've got, Space and I wizards. think he talked about this. What I'm saying, the Jedi are like space wizards. They are. Um, so, <laughs> oh God. No, I'm not. I'm just, you seem to be just, getting angry. You, you say things underneath and I can't hear them straight away, so I have to go back and ask you. No, so he's talked before about sort of the uh, light and dark and, and I suppose the uh, allied forces and the Nazis and that. And, he, and it's, there's correlations between that yeah. when, when you start looking at it. Um, but that was in 1937. I mean, obviously the films... 2012, 13 and 14. The Lord of the Rings book, 1954, with the films that really did change an awful lot because I'd, I'd seen fantasy films before this and because the effects, I mean, even going on from the Lord of the Rings now, the effects are incredible, but that really did see a change because they... they they did attempt to do an animated one, which took it up to, I think, the Fellowship of the Ring a bit, uh, but they never completed that. It was in the 70s. But no one would take it on because, A, people would say, oh, we'll just do it in one film, which would never have worked. If you'd have thought about that, it would really yeah, rushed everything. Yeah, it's not everything. enough yeah, Exactly. But when they agreed to do it, in, and he did have to fight Peter Jackson to do it in three films, um, I was so excited. And then they I can got remember it. Three films as well. It, exactly, but I was really excited about it. I was remember talking to people about it and and seeing pictures that never really did it justice at the time. Connor Harding. Yes, sorry, my hand up. Um, you watched the Amazon Prime series as well, didn't you? I did. Yeah, which was sort of the prequel of or it, it takes place because everyone it was it was meant because from everyone's what they thought was going to be was a Essentially, a a uh, remake of the Lord of the Rings, but in a series. 
but it wasn't, was I don't it? Know that, no, I don't know that I ever thought it was going to be that. I thought it was going to take part, uh, take place before those events. Was it good? And I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, people get a bit precious about this stuff. <laughs> about Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Precious. Oh, there you people, go. You yeah, did it. People do got their get about everything, don't they? They think, I mean, there's, there's going to be a new Harry Potter sort of series which is going to be more faithful to the books and really try to... Uh, capture everything that was in the books. Whereas obviously films, they often cut out bits that don't seem to sit within it well, yeah, and don't because flow Let's properly. be honest, a book takes longer to read yeah, than exactly. a film takes to yeah. so, run. So I, I guess people were looking at that and saying, oh, well, I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was well made. It looked incredible. As a, as I reckon Peeves will be in the... Uh, yes, Harry I think Peeves will be in the Harry Potter ones. I think a lot of the things that were missed out and like like you say, if you read the book, you think, oh, that's a shame. But it doesn't make sense. The films are incredible. To be fair, Peeves doesn't really make sense. He's the only one that's got colour amongst him, amongst all the ghosts. Well, there's there's these ghosts and, and then there's this poltergeist that appears and disappears and creates havoc. And yes, seems to be very different to everything else within that world. Um, but no, it'd be good. I mean, they had uh, Rick Mayle was... It's even, I think, filmed, uh, but they cut all that out and it wasn't, wasn't put it in the uh, in the end. I mean, that was made for him, something like that, Rick Mail. But, yeah, I mean, these films are very popular. Lion of the Witch of the Wardrobe. Um, I mean, it features Talking Beavers and Father Christmas. So, I mean, that's what, everything you want out of a film, isn't it? Yeah. And they made, I mean, the books came out from 1950, like a series of books, Chronicles of Narnia. They were set during the war, weren't they? Well, that was, yeah, they were evacuated. And when they were evacuated, they, I mean, it's a bit weird because the books don't quite, so some people, well, every, I mean, obviously the famous one is Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. But in some, when you look at the series, sometimes it's listed as, I think it's called The Magician's Nephew, which is the first one, and then the second one's a, a Lionel Witch and Wardrobe. But whether that works or not, I, it depends who you talk to to how it should run. The, the Lionel Witch and Wardrobe film was very, very good. And I think I don't think any of the others were quite as good as that one. Yeah, but I think, yeah. Uh, and I've talked about making that again as well and trying to reboot that. And you're right, I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, and I, I'm, to be honest, I haven't seen the third one. They only made three of the, the books. But... The second one was all right, but you know, it was, but people just it, wasn't the second we, one Prince Caspian or Prince Caspian. The third one was the not Caspian because that's Sarge Tre- Treader or, or Serge, yeah. sorry, Serge, Sarge, <laughs> Sarge, Sergeant Major. <laughs> but then you talked about Game of Thrones, and now Game of Thrones is huge, uh, it's got a uh, seems to have a balance of um. Well, we talked about Talking Beavers and Father Christmas. It hasn't got either of them in it. Certainly not Talking Beavers. Mm. But there's a huge amount of nudity, uh, a great deal of violence. There is a three-eyed raven, though. There's a three-eyed raven. There's um, a lot of comedy in the Game of Thrones. It's quite funny. Some of the characters are incredible, incredibly good characters within it. Um, and that, I mean, that took over the He's world, didn't House it? House of Dragon. Yeah, and then that's that's had this. And that's a prequel, isn't it? It's about the Targaryens. Targaryens, yeah, yeah. It so, did end not that great. 
Game of Thrones. Last season wasn't all that. You haven't watched it, have you? Last I haven't season. watched it, no. You're yeah. leaving it on a high. Um, yeah, well, no, I, I do need to, but I didn't... Uh, the last few episodes, which apparently, according to a lot of people, or people who have talked about it, are really tried to rush everything through. And Yeah. But again, the look of that that series and that that's where we're spoilt these days with the effects that people they can use because the look of these series they they can do these landscapes they can do these vast these big battles and they can do everything can I, Connor Harden have you got another question I just want to clarify with the Game of Thrones thing is, is the pacing so throughout the entirety of the Game of Thrones series they, they pace things re- really steadily don't they yeah. like you go from one bit to another and it's just kind of like this bit this bit, and then sometimes it gets really exciting where there's a whole episode with an entire battle, yeah. like the battle of the B words, yeah. Um, and um, that was the the one that sounds like bar stewards. Yeah, not, I had not, actually got that. Not bitches. <laughs> I really didn't. I don't, I don't know where, why you had to do that, but never mind. Yeah, I knew uh, I took that. Actually, that there was that elements was of that was was um, when I watched that series was actually breathtaking yeah. and I can remember one particular part in that battle which I actually really struggled to watch yeah. because of how uh, well Where? it was done and and there's all of that but then the last series you can almost tell oh hang on we've only got one more series left we've got to f- basically tie off all these loose ends yeah and um and rather than you spreading out like everything happened in fewer episodes because in earlier series they used to have more episodes and the later series only had like 10 did per they series. really yeah yeah, so they um, so they did or like six mo. Were they longer episodes though? Uh, ever so slightly, but they they yeah, it was it felt like they were really rushing the last few because there was like like for example, like you might have one maybe two big battles an entire season um, of Game of Thrones previously, yeah. and this last season had like three or something like that. All right, okay. Anyway, but even I mean, the only thing with Game of Thrones is still what, very good. What they what they Web didn't do well is. There wasn't enough talking animals, and I think mm, right. I like my I like my films and and books and whatever to have many many talking animals in it. Yeah, um, like Planet of the Apes, like Planet of the Apes. Yeah, but you know specifically sort of even even over the head Lord of the Rings over the head. It's got talking of, animals in it. It has got talking animals, but it's not a fancy. Well, it is to the point that these talking. animals don't actually do it. Yeah. So, are we saying that any any film that's got talking animals, in any it, film that's not based on a true story, is any fantasy. film that isn't true, like for example, Titanic, could that be considered fantasy? Because the characters of Rose and Jack weren't real people. Yeah, but the Titanic that isn't a true story. So it's fiction. Although a lot of people believed that for a long time that it was a true story, but it's not a true story. Just to clarify anyone listening who isn't aware, that's not a true story. The Titanic sinking is, the Rose and Jack yeah, but is that, not. Yeah, but that's just fiction and non-fiction, as opposed to it being... So it's taking an event and just flowering it up. Like Independence making a, Day. Making a story within it. Like Independence Day. Well... That is I, an event. It is an event, but it's but an event that hasn't come. happened. No, Independence Day happened. Oh, but, well, Independence Day but happened. But not the alien bit. Yeah, but that's that's reaching a little not bit. Not world Independence <laughs> Day. <laughs> no, I think, I think we're getting confused Day here. after tomorrow. So we t- always t- get days after tomorrow. Yeah, I know that, but they're, they're specifically about an event. So you can have a, 
uh, as something that's happened in time that's actually happened and then is Bruce Almighty of, a fantasy film oh no you're just going to keep thinking of films and saying it Bruce Almighty it's a comedy Space Chimps well the there Grinch. were chimps no <laughs> see the Space Chimps right Space Chimps there were chimps that were sent into space and they speak no they do what in space chimps they do, but not in 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 actual real life. So that's taken a real story, and just took a spin, put a spin on it with talking animals. When they land on an alien planet and speak to the aliens. Yeah, well, that part of it's made up. <laughs> <laughs> but chimps did actually go into space, so there's an yeah. element of truth within that story. Some, there's some dead animals in space, isn't there? It's quite a lot, a lot of dead animals. Of, there's a, unfortunately, there's a lot of the animals they sent That's up. what Obviously we spoke about. Back then, yeah, get it round the head by a Labrador, not a yeah. Labrador. Abraca Labrador. <laughs> um, but it's uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it, perilous. We're, we've got a, we've got an episode coming up um, about dead about animals the planet, in space. Planet, so I'm sure we'll touch on that again there. Yeah. Um, have we almost got to the end of your notes? Well, no, I mean... Because I've distracted you. Other things, uh, Willow. I, I enjoyed Willow. That, they oh, cancelled that. They cancelled that and he wasn't very happy about that. But um, I enjoyed that. That was one of uh, a film I saw early on uh, in my cinema career. Uh, Legend with Tom Cruise uh, when he before his nose job. Not uh, I Am Legend. And, uh, that, no, that Legend has got one of the most incredible pieces of makeup on a character ever with Tim Curry as kind of the devil he was in it. Just absolutely incredible. And his dark materials. Now that takes it's a bit like I said about it, it takes a world and then literally spins it on its head. It's sort of got all these different realities within that world. Um and that that's gotta be regarded as fantasy as well. But I love it. And all these fresh ideas. I love a bit of medieval fantasy. I also like this new sort of stuff and and stuff that sort of merges with sci-fi and yeah. and and I love Harry Potter. I still really love Harry Potter, so that's that's a biggie for me as well. In Narnia, doesn't Father Christmas give one of them a knife? He gives them gifts. Um, a hand grenade. I don't think he gives them a hand grenade, no. Uh, knife, potentially. Um, but, you know. One of them gets like a, a liquidy medicine thing, don't they? I think they're all it was a bit, gifts. To be honest, it, as a child, it was a bit like, these are rubbish presents. Why well, not Lego? Well, well, yeah, but in the context of where they were in Narnia, um, the Ice Queen coming towards them. Oh, hang on, I'll make a little... Ice Palace. Ice Palace. I'll make a little Lego ice, set. Make a Lego Ice Palace for us no, to move you, into. You need, you need more, something useful, something tangible, something that Millennium can Falcon. actually help you. The Millennium Falcon is not going to help you against the Ice Queen, <laughs> is it? So, I mean, all right, he could have. Connor, you could have had a little stocking with a Satsuma in it, a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah, This week's copy of... Um, uh, Batman and <laughs> I don't know really and some nuts and some chocolate and that and is there anything really, else on your list? what to talk about? yeah and well not really Dungeons and Dragons I was going to mention because obviously gaming Have as you well you played Dungeons and Dragons? I played it once um, I played it around someone's house and uh, I loved I loved the 
I love the models more than anything else. I used to like really enjoy looking at them and, and painting and doing all the models. But I found that really frustrating, Dungeons and Dragons, because we played and I was with two other people and it was going all right and I was doing okay. And it almost felt like the person that was running the game could see I was doing all right and just invented something to wipe out my my people or my armies or whatever. Because he suddenly had this Balrog from somewhere and bang, all my stuff was gone. Are you sure you weren't playing Warhammer? No, it was definitely it was definitely Dungeons and Dragons, but it might have been Warhammer. It sounds like it might be Warhammer. Yeah, anyway, well, it, uh, it's that sort it, of thing like anyway. The old one. But it's still really popular. I mean, it's still, and um, you know, people, quite famous people as well. Doesn't um, uh, Henry, Henry Cavill? Yeah, he's a big... Yeah. Skyrim was a big video man. game. <laughs> yeah, he's a big man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, and again, that that takes place in that in a, in a in the same sort of uh, yeah. the same sort of principles as well, don't you? Yeah. 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 I, don't know. I kind of forgot what I was saying and then couldn't find any words halfway <laughs> through that, resume. which is pretty much what this podcast has been about so far. Yeah. God knows what these stories are going to be like. So as we've already alluded to, this isn't your normal game time. It isn't your normal um, game time, we, So pretty much this entire podcast has been leading up to this, isn't it? It has indeed, yes. It's been about um, us exploring fantasy and talking about it, but really we want to premiere our own ideas. We Do you struggle with the word premiere then? I, I'm struggling with a lot of words today. Yeah. I think I'm out of practice with this. Well, we, we said... Um, and my arm seems to be twitching. Oh, <laughs> I seem to be having spasms in one of my arms. Oh. Just in case that influences what happens. He was spasm. Me? Yeah, spasm. Was wave. it? Wave. Spasm wave. <laughs> was it? Um, yeah, so... Right, so you've got two stories. I've got two stories. I've got one. You've got one story. And uh, I think just, yeah, the whole reason we did this podcast, let's be honest, was so we could write our own stories. Yeah. Yeah. So am I allowed to... Not interrupt, as in be really out of order, but to ask you questions about yours. Um, you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the The first one, the first one, I won't, I won't be able to. No, won't you? Won't, yeah, won't need to uh, explain that much. Okay. Yeah. Shall I read the first one first? Okay. <laughs> You read the first one first. I'll read the second one second, and then you can read your third, third one third. third. Yeah. Okay. Has this got a title? This that. one. Uh, yeah. This one has got a title. Now, this one is actually a children's story. All right. Okay. So what I've done is I've written two stories, and I wrote a children's story yes. to like allow them to get involved and stuff. Um, and I've written a, a, a an adult story as well. An adult one. Yeah. Actually, yeah, go on. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, don't matter. So this one's called Derek the Dragon. Nice. Yeah. Um, Would you like me to start? I'll be honest, this is a short story. There's probably not much need to interrupt too much in this one. Okay. But take your time. Are you ready? (laughs) No, not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know you seem to go to pieces when we do these. Go for it. So it's Derek the Dragon. Derek is a dependable dragon. Many think Derek is dangerous, but he's a delightful dragon with dainty feet. Derek dabbles in several hobbies like dancing, drumming, drawing and drug taking. Derek is a daring dragon who drives a Dacia Duster. He dreams of owning a DeLorean. 
Derek has a number of darling friends who is delighted to describe art. But he dares not discuss drawing with dinosaurs as they are very dexterous. Ah, I've messed up. Oh no. I'll try again. But he dares not discuss drawings with dinosaurs they are not very dexterous and can get deadly when it's dropped into debates. Derek is diabetic and has decided to devour daffodils to help with this. The darkness of Derek's part led... The darkness darkness of Derek's part led to a devastating case of diarrhoea. I wondered if diarrhoea was going to come into this with all the Ds. Derek's dad digs up dead bodies that Daxons have deliberately buried them from detectives. They've gotten away with it because they... uh, of because of their Dalmatian disguises. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! <laughs> <coughs> then the, the end. Wow. Well, look, that the wordplay in that was incredible. It was hard. It was hard to say, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I was a little bit concerned. Did you say that was the kid story? Yes. Because he drug, he takes drugs. Yes. <laughs> Derek the dragon. Yeah. Yeah, he does. How do you feel about actually introducing drugs into a children's story? I don't know if yes. that makes you feel a little bit. <laughs> Let's be and, honest. And someone so, digging up dead look, bodies. The thing as well. is, the thing is, yeah, yeah, is the magic roundabout's been around for years, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that's to do with drugs as well. There, there, it might be that some elements of that. Yes, I know, but you know, it's quite blatant. Yours, that was kind of. And look, uh, there's dead bodies all the time in Disney films. There are, there are. You're right. Okay, uh, you're keeping it real for the kids. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, keeping it real. There's no good hiding things from children. No, they no. need to know about Derek the Dragon and his dad's deadly. The, the, I don't know how you managed to find so many things beginning with D, to be quite Check honest. Check my Google history. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't if that's okay with you. All oh, right. Okay. No, that was good. I like that. Thanks. <clears throat> I don't know if it was good. Oh, I thought that was good. Right. I thought that was a good use of the word D. <laughs> <laughs> the word I'm, D? I'm looking forward to Eric the Eel. Um. The word D. Well, I already did another children's book, didn't I? You did. You That was a, a fishy one, wasn't, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, no, you had Craig. Tom, Tommy the Tuna Fish. Yeah. And that uh, Tina, uh, Tiana. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay, I'm up. You're up. <clears throat> now, mine, I've got a little bit of introduction music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called Spoon of Destiny. All right. Should I play the introduction music? Could you? Set the mood. sits aloft a black stallion on the hilltop looking at the scattering of farms and houses in the valley below. The horse's neck is slick with sweat and jets of steam erupt from the stallion's nostrils showing the cold crisp air that surrounds them. Can horses sweat? Yeah. Are you sure? Horses sweat all the time. Do they? Yes. 
well known. Something oh. is moving around the horse's hooves, a living thing, but somehow nothing from this world. The figure raises his fingers to his mouth and lets out a loud whistle that echoes around the valley, violently shattering the silence. No sooner than the whistle has left the figure's twisted lips than it is answered by three screeches, one from the creature below and twice more from the two that, until then, had remained unseen on each side of the valley. The creatures begin to hunt. In a village called Destiny, many miles away, a young girl sits staring out of a window of a small wooden shack, dreaming of faraway places, exotic places, the sort of places where flinging your own poo at the neighbour's cat is frowned upon, where people wore shoes and weren't married to their cousins. Spoon, for that was the young girl's name, had heard of these far-off places from the occasional traveller passing through the village. Is she a child of destiny? She is a child of... Spoon of destiny. See? See where we're going. (laughs) She's destiny's child. Spoon? Spoon! Spoon was rudely awakened from her daydreams by her mother shouting from the other room. What is it, mother? She answered. When you've finished daydreaming, the dog needs milking and your granddad's got his head stuck down the toilet again. Spoon sighed and went to find the milking stall. It was the same routine every day. Get up at the crack of dawn to untangle the ducks, do the washing, (laughs) cleaning the cooking, run various errands and then there was the milking of the dog and finally pulling her granddad's head from the toilet where it had been every night after falling asleep talking to the old man he could see in the water. Spoon slumped, exhausted on the hay she called a bed, and stared up at the stars, wondering if there were other girls like her doing the same thing at that exact exact moment, whether they had dreams and aspirations, and whether their mother had sold their roof for twenty Benson and Hedges and an assortment of paper bags. Little did she know, but this would be the last night she ever slept on that hay in that room. Ooh. Is it comfortable, the hay? I don't think it's very comfortable. Oh, right. What kind of dog? Uh, Big black and white one? Dash hound. (laughs) Spoon must have fallen asleep, for in her dream she could hear voices calling her. Spoon. 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 Did you remember the accent? No. (laughs) Spoon stirred from her slumber (laughs) and through bleary eyes could just about see three faces staring back at her. This can't be her, one of the faces said in a harsh voice. You're calling me a liar, another face answered in an equally shrill voice. It's the right address, the third voice was very different. It sounded wise and deep. My dear, you need to hurry. There's no time to lose. You are Spoon, aren't you? Uh, Yes, I think so. Who are you? Spoon replied nervously. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I can tell what's coming But go for it My name is Fungal Flaps oh, The Strangely no. Brown And my two friends here are Bobble and Niggles The two strange creatures took off their hats And bowed low in front of Spoon Spoon bowed back Not really knowing what to do Why are you here? Spoon asked We need you to come with us Said the old man There's danger coming and only you can stop it Spoon eyed the man curiously. She didn't know why, but somehow when she looked in his eyes, she trusted him. We'll have you back by morning. Your family will never know. 
Spoon quickly put on some boots and a cloak, leaving a note for her mother. She followed the three strangers out of the shack and through the village. Where are we going? Spoon asked, struggling to keep up with the old man, who was fairly sprightly given he looked like he was one meal away from dying from starvation. We'll be there Sorry, when it's... one meal away from dying of starvation? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. One meal away from... So one missed meal away oh, from right, dying okay. from starvation. Perhaps that was it. We'll be there it's, when it's, it's one meal and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. It's a, it's not a very nice meal. We'll be there when it's time. The old man said unhelpfully. The unlikely foursome left the lights of the lo- last lights of the village behind and made their way into the wilds. They've left destiny. Yeah. Every question Spoon asked was met with a riddle or a vague answer. To be honest. Fungal Flaps was turning out to be a bit of a dick and the two others weren't much better and seemed to spend every moment arguing or hitting each other with sticks. Spoon was thinking about her patch of straw when suddenly the wizard stopped abruptly and held up his hand. This is page two. God knows what page. She couldn't see anything in the darkness but could just hear some unearthly... Just heard some unearthly singing coming from the woods to their right. She'd heard tales of undead creatures who roamed the wild singing soul music, but she'd dismissed them as old wives' tales, told to keep the children from wandering off. Spoon stared at the wizard in disbelief. If those cursed creatures were at large, why did he choose this path? She shuddered as she heard the voices clearer now. You're the first, the last, my everything. Spoon shivered. Those were Barry White Walkers, all right. (laughs) (laughs) If we stay on the right path, we shouldn't cross stairs. Just keep moving, the wizard whispered. Spoon pulled her cloak a little tighter around her and tried to think of nice things. But it was difficult in this wilderness. Her thoughts turned to her family and she wondered how her mother would react when she found the note she had left. She thought her mother would be upset and confused especially as she couldn't read but then again <laughs> Spoon couldn't write so it was just a scrap of paper with scribbling on it <laughs> <laughs> Darling, can't get enough of your love babe the wizard had halted and once again held up his hand for Spoon to stop the voices now seemed to be right in front of them and heading their way the wizard motioned to the left and they all scrambled their way through some bushes away from the oncoming threat Immediately, Spoon felt hands clasped over her mouth and she struggled to get free. Fungal Flaps, Bobble and Niggles were also having their own struggles, as it appeared they weren't the only ones hiding from the Barry White Walkers in the bushes. When the singing had disappeared, into the distance, Spoon was released. I'm sorry, but I couldn't risk you giving us away, said the young man who had grabbed Spoon. My name is Tony Tificate. And these are my cousins, Tommy Turndeaf and Colleen Cumcision. <laughs> we have been sent by our village to seek help to protect our lands from the scourge of the Black Knight and his were-ferrets. So he has reached the Southlands already then, the wizard scratched his beard. He has taken all the land from Pringlevale to Watsitwell and is heading this way. It's worse than I thought, the wizard looked worried. We have little to no time. Bobble, Niggles, I want you to warn the villages. Tell them to lock their doors and bar their windows. And even if they haven't got doors, they need to fit doors as quickly as possible and then lock them, and the same with the windows. Next page. 
to be fair, if they haven't got windows already, then they're surely just walls. So they don't need to do anything with the windows. That's very true, but how do they get in and out of there? Well, they've got no doors. No, so they need to sort that about. Yeah. The two <laughs> creatures disappeared and the wizard turned to Spoon. Spoon, I thought we'd have more time, but alas, time has run out. I expect you're wondering why I asked you to come on this adventure. Spoon nodded. Do you remember your father, Spoon? Has your mother ever told you about him? Only that he was a liar and a thief and had poor personal hygiene and that he didn't care enough to stick around and raise me. But what's that got to do with anything? Spoon was getting frustrated and angry. I am your father, Spoon. Spoon gasped in disbelief. Your mother didn't want you to follow in your father's footsteps, especially when you started showing signs of the gift. Spoon was struggling to find any words. I know you probably have a thousand questions, my dear, and I will try to answer them all. But if we don't act, then none of this will matter. So are you the help we are seeking? Said the young man called Tony, who had forgotten I'd included. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we are, maybe we aren't, said the wizard. But I think we are all going to need a little help before the end. Fungal Flap scanned a nearby tree and with one quick motion reached into the low branches and brought out a squirrel. He brought the squirrel up to his lips before releasing it. The squirrel looked at each of us and scampered off through the trees. We need to get to Destiny as quickly as possible. What happened with the squirrel? It ran off. But, but why did he get it up he to his pulled, He, he grabbed the squirrel it. and pulled it up to his face and then he's released it and it's run off. Oh. We need to get... Any reason? Oh, we need <laughs> to get to Destiny as quickly as possible. Spoon, will you stand with me and fight for your village? Fungal Flaps looked at Spoon, searching her eyes for a glimmer of the small child he had said goodbye to many winters ago. Spoon stared into the darkness. I don't know if I can be the daughter you want me to be, but I will do all I can to help. Fungal Flaps smiled, tears filling his eyes. So be it. We shall fight until the end, to whatever end. Meanwhile, the black stallion paced nervously back and forth along the country lane. Oh, I forgot this was a thing. The were-ferrets were spitting and hissing at each other as they continued to make short work of a brace of rabbits they had just caught. But the black figure stood motionless, staring at the twinkling lights of destiny in the distance. What Patreon now? Um, we are nearly... <laughs> Sorry. Right. Spoon's head was spinning as she and the others ran towards the village. Why did her mother not tell her the truth? What if they arrived in Destiny and they were too late? Did she really just witness her dad kissing a squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> As they reached the outskirts of the village, she had at least one of those questions answered. Bobble and Niggle stood side by side in full armour to greet them. All right, boss, said Bobble. We were beginning to think you weren't coming, said Niggles, whose accent had changed somewhat <laughs> since the first time. The two creatures explained that they had worn nearby villages and when the Black Knight had arrived, he had become frustrated and was last seen heading for destiny. We're not a moment too soon. Everybody spread out. Bobble, Niggles, you take the left. Tommy, Tony and Colin, you take the right. And Spoon, you stand by my side. The wizard reached out to hold Spoon's hand. Courage, child. When the time comes, you'll know what to do. The silence was suddenly broken by the screeches of what could only be ferrets followed by the sound of a horse's hooves which grew louder every second. 
The temperature around them seemed to grow colder as the black night came into view. Fungal flaps let go of Spoon's hand and took a few steps forward as a black might night dismounted. Might night. Might night. Might night. You are in my way, old man. The black knight hissed. Always got an interesting voice. Spoon, uh, it's probably going to be different next up. You oh, okay? Spoon could see that the wear ferrets were moving left and right towards the men and bobble and niggles. You, oh, sorry. <laughs> you don't belong here. The wizard boomed. Go back to the Boom, dances whence you came. He now had his staff pointing at the black figure. Ha ha ha! You think you and your little friends can stand in my way? The Black Knight's voice seemed to scratch at Spoon. Sorry. The Black Knight's <coughs> voice seemed to scratch at Spoon's skin like a thousand moths. Oh, nice. <laughs> that would be an orangutan. Yep. Suddenly everything exploded. Before Spoon could react, there were sparks, fur, and the sound of steel against steel all around her. One of the weir ferrets was attacking Tommy Turner. Weir ferrets? Weir ferrets were attacking Tommy Turndeff's throat while Tony and Colin tried to save their friend. Niggles and Bobble were having a bit more luck with their attacker and were repeatedly hitting it over the head with a large saucepan. The Black Knight and Fungal Flaps were a blur in front of Spoon, but suddenly Spoon felt a jolt of pain in her leg as the third weir ferret, who had gone unnoticed, sunk its sharp teeth into her. Spoon spam round and in an instant... Sorry, can I just... You're now calling them weir ferrets. Yeah. I thought they were weir ferrets. Well, weir, 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 weir ferrets. <laughs> right, Spoon spam round in an instant, ripped the the, weir, the cursed weir ferret <laughs> creature from her and threw it across the street. But within seconds, it was up and running towards her again. Spoon grabbed the first thing at hand and threw it at the oncoming beast. The duck bounced off the creature's head, <laughs> making it stumble. Spoon picked up another duck and held it at the stunned animal. Bullseye! It hit its mark and the third had the were-ferret running off into the night. The oh, men, change again. <laughs> the men seemed to have overcome their attacker and Bobble and Niggles had theirs tied up. Now, <laughs> but to Spoon's dismay, Fungal Flaps was laid on the floor with a black knight looming above him, sword in hand. Spoon ran to her father's aid and stood between Fungal Flaps and the knight. And who do we have here? The knight laughed. <laughs> I've defeated their champions, so they send a milkmaid to protect them? Spoon raised her head and looked directly into the dark knight's eyes. Better a curdler than a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of our own jokes in here. I know. She threw up her head and a white light erupted from her fingertips, spreading out and enveloping both her and her father. There were more flashes from either side of the black knight and he collapsed in a heap on the floor. Spoon was vaguely aware of two bearded men standing either side of the Black Knight, and she heard a voice. It's okay, Spoon. You can let go. You're safe now. One of the old men was reaching out for Spoon's hand as everything faded into darkness. Spoon awoke to see a bearded man looking at her intently. Fungal flaps, she said in a shaky voice. No, no, no. I'm Nipple Slap the Pink. <laughs> Your father is over there talking to Batterflange the Beige. <laughs> the other two wizards, seeing Spoon awake, walked over. I was just telling your father that it was lucky the squirrel reached us in time, otherwise who knows what would have happened. I think we would have been all right. 
antifungal flap said, and he winked at Spoon. As for the rest of you, you have all shown great courage, and for that I feel that a reward is appropriate. The wizard bent down and picked up the Black Knight's discarded sword. Tommy, Tony and Colin, kneel before me. I knight all three of you for your unflinching valour in the oh, face no. of pure evil. <laughs> Arise, certificate. Arise, certain death. Arise, circumcision. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> there were cheers from the townsfolk who had started to emerge from the safety of their houses. And in minutes there was food and drink for all as they celebrated their heroes. Spoon and Fungal Flaps sat a little way off from the others. Where will you go now? Spoon asked nervously. Go? Well, I'm not going anywhere, my dear. I think you and me have some catching up to do. Butterflange and Nipple Slap can take care of things for a while. Spoon and Fungal Flaps embraced, and over his daughter's shoulder, Fungal Flaps nodded at the other two wizards through tear-filled eyes. Butterflange nodded back at Fungal Flaps, and Nipple Slap cupped his hands to his mouth to be heard above the merriment. The squirrel said you kissed him. <laughs> Everybody gasped and then there was silence. The end. Right, that, that was long. I, I apologise for how long that was, but I just wanted to have a complete story there. So Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was longer than the first bits, the whole podcast, but it was it Was, was nice. it really? Yeah, it was. I'm terribly it was sorry about, about that. 18 minutes longish. <gasps> No way. Yeah, I timed myself reading it. It was. Oh, like, no, actually, that's. No, yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, so. it's a very good story. I like the lots of little jokes in there. It was very yes. nice. Um, Crowbarring everything that I could think of into yeah. these stories, like always. It might be a little bit of a longer episode, this one. Will it? Okay. Yes. We'll just have to deal with that. Yeah. Which, or not us. They will. They will. They, they will. Deal. deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. Okay, so. It was very nice. Um, what's up next I I was just saying I enjoyed your story um, will there be a sequel it could be there's Maybe. there's all sorts of things um, Batterflange and, and Nipple Slap obviously they've got their own adventures now and then I don't know whether Fungal Flaps and Spoon and Spoon's mum and that will all what hmm. will happen there and obviously the there's a there's a spin off of uh, Bobble there's, and Nibble, Niggles yeah well, thank you. Yeah, uh, you're quite welcome. So um, I've got my next story. Now, as you know, I um, I wrote a story earlier on today. Now, I appreciate I actually wrote quite a long story. Um, it's really, really long. Um, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to le- read you a segment of it. Oh, <laughs> right. Will I be able to see the rest of the story after this? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say something before we, yeah. we start? Uh, there was something funny happened the other day, didn't it? Because I came in here and you'd actually started writing yeah, a story, so wrote but you'd, you'd written the word title, yep, and and but nothing else, and then you'd written the word text, text, <laughs> right? And I thought you were going to go for it, but when I had spoke to you the other night, you'd lost that. You had it lost that. Save, yeah. <laughs> but you'd no, only my written, crashed. Your computer crashed, so you'd lost. You wrote title, the title and text, text yeah. right? But you've you've I've rewritten you've done it. something. Yeah, I've rewritten it. So this this story is called the is called Dice of Mud, right? Dice of Mud. Yeah. Now the segment I'm going to read you to you is chapter four hundred and thirty eight. Right. Okay. Yeah. So 
look, there, there might be some bits might not necessarily make sense. So can you paint a picture of no. where we are? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't go, because uh, we're going into look, that. Look, this is the thing, look. Some of it will make perfect sense. Some of it you might have to ask questions around it. Okay. And, and see see what's going on. This is going to be a long episode. Um, so, I'll, I'll, look, I'll just start off. Um, so, um, all right, okay. All right, ready? <clears throat> okay. Okay, ready. Can you tell me what it's called again? Dice of Mud. Dice of Mud. Yeah, Dice of Mud. It'll make perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> it won't. Um, right. They travelled through the night up a steep hill, but the uh, Mount Fredor never seemed to get any closer. Sebastian hesitated, catching his breath, and then called out to his comrades ahead of him. Can we please rest? The mountain will still be there tomorrow, as it has been every day since the clap. Since the clap? Since the clap, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, just sorry. Just earlier in the story, uh, there was two continents that clapped. clashed together and, and they clapped. And the clap happened many long, long, long ago. And was Sebastian born with that speech impediment, or <laughs> Sebast- Sebastian is an old man? Oh, is he right? Okay, yeah, Sebastian's so. not. Um, Grogan responded in a deep voice. Soon, Sebastian. We're not far from the river, and we need to top up our reserves. Okay. Okay. Just as Grogan finished, they reached the peak of the hill and the whole party stopped in their tracks. The river had just started to come into view, joined by an orangey glow just ahead of it. Damien was atop his horse and was the first to make out the silhouettes that accompanied the orange glow. Sorry, Damien was a topless horse? Damien was atop of a horse. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Grogan muttered under his breath. Just to clarify, um, Damien is a Mexican uh, wizard sloth. Right. Yeah. So that was Spanish there. And when you said orcs, do you mean orcs as in awkward or orcs as no, in... No, orcs is in the creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so Damien is a sloth. Mm-hmm. So it takes a bit longer to say some things. Ah, uh, right, yeah. I'll get, I got, well, yeah, yeah, right, okay. yeah, it took a bit too long. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The group still stood still for a moment, but without saying a word, they all split to either side of the hill, where conveniently there were two rocks which could be used as cover. I need to work out which character this is so I get the axe right. All right. If we've seen them, uh, <laughs> then there's a good chance they could also <laughs> see us, called out Sebastian. Then... As if to answer Sebastian, a deep and loud blast came from the orcs, the tune of a battle horn. Nigel, Mark and Babs climbed out of Sebastian's pockets and positioned themselves upon the rock. Nice. Mark pulled out a magical sausage which he had stolen from the catacombs of the sun people. He took a big bite out of the sausage which then immediately regenerated itself. This gave him the ability to count quickly how many orcs uh, they faced which were now running up the hill. Uh, not like the song by Kate Bush. Uh, 38, he called out. It says 38 orcs. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, yeah, no, okay. no, no. Just for By this point, Nigel had taken off his hat to reveal a modelling balloon. He inflated the balloon and twisted it into a cutlass-style sword. 
He grabbed Babs as, a saw, um, as the sword he had crafted starts to lift him into the air. Whilst leaving the ground, Babs pinched her nose and pushed with all her might. As she pushed, her hair grew longer and longer. She continued to do this until herself and Nigel were about two metres in the air. Sebastian took the end of Babs' hair and tied it to his wrist. Right. Yeah, like a balloon. Um, on the other side of the hill, Grogan was preparing himself by uh, filling his shoes with sand. This made no real impact onto Grogan, apart from increasing his height by about two inches and also making him feel more confident. <laughs> uh, Damien was still dismounting his horse when the sun started to rise over the horizon behind them. So he's still happy so far. Yeah, I'm happy. We're, so we're there's orcs charging towards them. Yep. Uh, Sebastian is uh, floating in it. No, nope, Sebastian's not floating. He's holding on to the tiny people. Oh, he's holding on to the tiny people <laughs> and an inflatable <laughs> cutlass. He's uh, the magic sausage is back in his pocket, or is he wielding it? Oh, he's just—it's—he's still got the magic sausage okay. in hand, just in case he needs it again. Okay, we'll continue. Dark shadows stretched across the landscape as the sun began to light up the back of the trees. Just to let you know, back of the trees is similar to the front of the trees. I realised yeah. that as I wrote it that there's no back to a tree. Is there? Well, it depends, really. If it's got a face on it, yeah, true, yeah. Uh, amongst the shadows was a figure. The figure stood tall, approximately six foot eight inches. It had two uh, protrusions on either side that looked like arms. In one arm appeared to be a stick, which was shaped exactly like a stick. On top of the figure stood a tall rectangle, a bit like a mohawk. Right. Is that Paul? muttered Nigel, who was still floating above Sebastian and Mark's head. It can't be, called out Mark. Why not? He could be our saviour, with his fast thinking and brute strength. I really hope it's him. I've missed him ever since... Well, you know, I just wish I could have saved him, responded Nigel. I promise you, it's not him. Mark was starting to get more agitated. How do you know? cried Nigel. You could hear he was beginning to well up with tears. First of all, he's not dead. I keep telling you that was just a dream. Secondly, because that is a pile of rocks that Grogan and I put together a couple days ago when we were bored... You watched us do it, Mark shouted. Okay, but that may be true. But how do you know he's not dead? I miss him. Because he's standing over there with Grogan and Damien, Mark exclaimed. Nigel looked over to the other side of the hill where Paul was waving at him with a nervous smile on his face. Nigel waved back sheepishly. The group looked back down the hill at the... uh, at the horde of orcs approaching them. A number of them were still running, but about eight of them had tripped on the uh, scent and slid back down the hill. They had fallen into the fast-running river and been washed away. The other 32 still made their way up. I think we have time, called out Paul. It took us three days to climb up the other side, and this is longer um, longer as it goes all the way down to the river. If we wait here for a couple of days, uh, then we can pick off the stragglers when they arrive. Damien, what do you think? Oh no! Oh, he's Spanish, isn't he? Yeah, Mexican. Mexican. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. You got a question? I have got a very good. By the way, I like there are many, many characters in there. Yep. Um, how many orcs were running up the hill? Uh, There was initially thirty-eight, and then eight of them slid down the hill. Yep. So now there's (laughs) thirty-two. 
Because that was... Uh, to, I did think to that sausage had, is not working. To <laughs> you need to take that sausage back. Well, it's because the sausage regenerated itself, isn't it? It did bought and it to make sure. So it enables him to count things. Yeah. But incorrectly. Yeah. But not completely accurately. Yeah. So no, yeah, I like so, that. So Damien's a Mexican sloth wizard. Yeah. Uh, Grogan, There's I forgot. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'll there. be honest. I forgot Grogan was Scottish, but he's a uh, Scottish dwarf who's self-conscious about his height. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian's an old man. He's just an old Is man. That, was he the one who was putting the sand in his shoes? No, Grogan. Grogan was. All right. So that was even yeah. more insensitive, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Nigel, Mark, and Babs—they're uh, tiny people that live in Sebastian's pockets. Yeah. And then Paul is a warrior elf who was a misfit amongst his elves. Um, as his mum was an elf, but his dad was a human, um, and now he's into punk rock. Cool. So you got a bit of backstory for him. Yep. I like that. But yeah, that's the... Uh, that's so what was it called again? Dice of Mud. Dice of Mud. Yeah. So where does the title come in? Well, not in this chapter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It gets explained does, in another does chapter. There's a sausage uh, in, in further chapters. I'm interested to know whether the sausage becomes even more inaccurate. And causes mayhem. <laughs> well, they got they got the sausage <coughs> sausage from the catacombs of the some people. people earlier on in the story. Now, yeah. unfortunately, you missed that bit because uh, we haven't got time. No, no, no. But, but um, my point being is, was it, it when he first stole that and used it? Was it able to to uh, calculate things correctly? <laughs> it's really it's really good at the magic sausage. <laughs> It's really good at counting other things, but yeah. not so great at counting orcs. Orcs, ah, right. Because what it was doing is it was counting um, their noses. Yeah. Well, and some of them and had two, two. two of them. And some of them didn't of them, have any. Two of them didn't have noses. All <laughs> oh, right. So it didn't count them initially. All oh, right. Didn't recognize yeah. them as orcs. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the issue with the magic sausage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's magic, but. It's no uh, Abraca. The magic tiny Abraca, people. Labrador. Because Sebastian, to be honest, Sebastian's just there because he has the people living in his pockets. Oh, it's like a vehicle, really, for them. Yeah, well, they just they're just there. Like they're a bit like um, moths living amongst his clothes, but yeah, but less destructive. Yeah, more helpful. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I think. Yet again, we've picked a genre and we've attacked it uh, and shown how easy it is to write these sort of stories. Yeah. And how we're not published already, well, I don't know. Well, because it's chapter 438 and I think that's only about halfway. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be quite epic. That's going to be about three or four films, at least. Sorry, no, 40 films. 40 films, right. 40 films, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like the a bit MCU. of a continuity problem with the actors in it, I think. <laughs> yeah, because Sebastian's old at the start. So. Oh, God. That's not going to work, Ooh, is it? Dear. And sausages don't keep for that long either. There's a magic sausage. Oh, I don't sorry, think you've yeah, really yeah. caught on to the fact that there's a magic sausage. That's very true, yeah. That came from the catacombs of the sun people. <laughs> yeah, so it was quite warm there as well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, have you, do you know much about the sun people? No, because I'm waiting to read the previous... Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. That was a. It was a very good adventure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, 
Who had the sausage? I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there you go. Is it Mark? Um, yeah. Yes, it was Mark. Mark it, had the sausage. Mark had the sausage. It was important we got there. Yep. So that's it for another week, isn't it? Yep. It is. So very well done on your yep. two stories you wrote this morning. Sorry about that. What do you mean? The sorry. stories. <laughs> Don't be sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, if you would like to make a complaint about the stories. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you've got some issues with these stories about continuity of accents and perhaps anything, really, about them. You can complain on our website, farmingsundays.com, uh, on the contact us page, or you can leave a comment, uh, suggestion or question on there. You can also email us at contact us at fatherandsundays.com as well, if yeah, you do want your to. complaints. You can also message <coughs> us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, Threads, put your complaints whatever it is. On there. You can do it on those as well. But all the episodes are available on the website, but they are also available on your shows on podcast platform. Okay. Yeah. Where are we go then? Are we aware of what we're doing next week? Uh, we are. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. I believe that next week's episode could be, not definitely, likely be bears. Likely be bears. <laughs> <laughs> we come from fantasy stories to, to bears. bears. <laughs> right, I think it's going to be a good one. This is weird, isn't it? What, doing this? This podcast is odd because... Like we've just literally just gone, we've gone from fantasy stories. Last week we spoke about Walt Disney. Well, not last time. Last time we spoke about Walt Disney. Yeah. Next, this time we're talking about fantasy stories. That kind of links in. And then next week we're talking about bears. Well, Winnie the Pooh. Walt Disney. All right. Pooh. Fair, fair enough. There you go. I don't know. There's a Fred going for all these, surely. Who's Fred? Exactly. Anyway. Bye. Bye. For your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.